Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the 2-Way at newbalance.com. Hey there, it's Gary Parish. It's Sunday, December 26, 2021. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting, dodo birds, and leaky black. Matt Norlander is here with me. Hope everybody had a wonderful Christmas. And if you don't observe Christmas, I think you have to always say this now, then I just hope you had a, a great weekend. Dead leg, ma- merry day after Christmas. Yeah, do you, uh, you know what? <laughs> I didn't plan on starting on this, but it just it just flared into my mind. So I um, we're going to talk Houston for a second here, but I wound up uh, breaking the news on Christmas, which was not my anticipation. But someone found me and said, "Hey, just so you know, Houston, Cincinnati is not going to be played." And so I shared a photo uh, after I after I shared that news on Twitter that said, uh, "Oh, by the way, back to the day's events." And I had some huge marble game on the floor, or whatever. So between that and uh, there was something else, I must have had seven or eight people find me and say, "Listen." Did you get Parrish's guy or, or, or did you put all this stuff together yourself? So. I, I wish I would have told that story differently. Like the story's true, but it wasn't like we placed an ad on Craigslist to hire somebody to come put together our stuff. It was a relative, it, somebody who's related to us, who is very good at like putting things together. And, 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 and they also do like odds and end jobs all the time. Right. And so that's a little bit different, but still the point remains, you opted not to do this yourself as parents. Yes. Like, like I was, uh, I was texting back and forth with uh, one of our bosses, Adi Joseph. And he was like, if you would have told the story that way, it would sound a lot better. <laughs> so I, 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 I was concerned that it came off like, yeah, we, we just hired someone to fly in and put together our toys. No, it's someone who's related to us who uh. does odds and ends jobs. And, uh, and, and so we got that person to uh, come over Friday and assemble. And, and our neighbors are so great. Here's exactly what happened. Um, our, our relative, who we did compensate, came over Friday and uh, took all of our things that needed to be assembled to our neighbor's garage, put everything together in the neighbor's garage. Mm-hmm. And then it was my job to, um, you know, once it was time to, to arrange around the tree, it was my job to then, um, I just had to walk next door and grab stuff. And some of it was heavy, so it wasn't that easy. But I just walked next door, I got everything, and then uh, I handed it to my wife, and she's very good at organizing stuff. And boom, ma- Merry Christmas! It was perfect. It worked out well. Everybody got what they wanted. That's wonderful. Um, hope everyone watching on YouTube, hello. If you have not already, click the uh, like button, the thumbs up, get us uh, get us going with engagement there. We're going to recap 2021 in short order here. But um, I will just share a, 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 a funny but charming little simple note on Christmas morning. So... Uh, I got a six-year-old and a three-year-old and like the three-year-old when he was two, uh, maybe barely grasped the concept of Santa. Um, but Santa, uh, this year was a very big deal. Um, uh, we talked previously on the, on the previous podcast about how, uh, any threats of Santa Claus were, were falling on deaf ears later that day, actually. So we did Thursday, that would have been the two days before Festimus probably, um, he was acting up again. And I had my, I was on the phone with someone and then I hung up and then he was acting up. Uh, he was being a little brat in the, in the kitchen. 
And I said, do you want me to call Santa right now? Do you want me to call him and tell him not to bring gifts? And he he has a, no, 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 no don't call Santa. <laughs> he starts having a breakdown. So I'm, um, they're obviously up before me on Christmas morning, as is the, the right of every household that celebrates. So they get downstairs first, but they wait for mommy to go down with them. And the first thing I hear out of his mouth, because uh, we had a, uh, we had our wrapped gifts, and then Santa brought a construction site that was unwrapped. So a really cool thing with like these middle, you know, mini boulders, and they go down the chute, and all. it was a really cool find. Santa, thank you very much. And so all I hear is like thirty straight seconds of, "Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thank you, Santa. Thank you." So he he had never expressed such gratitude in his entire life, and so it's uh, it's a super awesome moment as a dad to be able to uh, to hear that. That's what I woke up to on Christmas morning. So we have had fun. And I think I'm putting the over under on fights over toys between my two boys at about 16, 16 and a half in the past, call it 32 hours. So we're actually doing pretty good. Yeah, that, that's pretty good now. Um, you know, Santa also brought Lego kits um, and that was very fun. But my back was about done after about an hour straight of having to build all this stuff. Although my six year old is really starting to show some independence and did some himself. So we had a, um, a very a very nice Christmas. And uh, Santa also brought my older son uh, his first ever record. He is genuinely a, a Beatles fan. And the only Beatles record we did not have in this household happened to be, coincidentally enough, was Let It Be, which is the subject of the Get Back documentary. So he has his first Beatles record and he wanted to listen to it today because yesterday was all about Christmas music. So it was a good time. And uh, well, thanks for asking. Since watching Get Back, have you found yourself listening to Let It Be a lot more often than you ever did? <clears throat> I uh, have. I'm actually not done, so I'm I've got about 30 minutes to go in the third installment. Uh, but no, uh, but I also rank that that's got to be like a, at best my sixth favorite Beatles album, you know, um, on the pecking order. But I'll uh, once I'm done with it, like we listened to it today, and it was like, yeah, no, it, it's cool to kind of watch that play out. But yeah, I found myself like in the car listening to Let It Be. Like I, you know, I haven't listened. My favorite Beatles album, and I don't think this is everybody's. In fact, I know it's not everybody. My favorite Beatles album is Abbey Road. But um, I've always liked Let It Be, and I didn't realize I started reading a lot about Let It Be after the documentary came out. It didn't get great reviews in real time. It has aged better, is my understanding of it. Mm -hmm. Like uh, uh, music critics like it more today than they liked it in real time. Uh, but it's always been one of my I don't know. I've always enjoyed Let It Be, but I've, I've, I really like revisiting it now that you sort of watch these songs come out of out of nothing and, and understood how they um, you know, how, how they were made. And so uh, if we haven't made it clear on previous podcasts, uh, the documentary, if you care about the Beatles at all, is uh, tremendous. I had a similar moment on Christmas Eve. Uh, we talked about this on the podcast. Like you, you can threaten the whole Santa thing all you want. It just doesn't really matter usually. So on uh, Christmas Eve, we go to my mother-in-law's house and then uh, we come back to our home and my mom, you know, spends the night with us. And so she's there in the house. And I can't remember whether my mom said or my wife said it, but one of them said to our, our oldest, because for people who don't know, uh, Norlander's got two boys. Um, what what ages again? Six and three, six and three. So we've got three boys, but one of them is an 18 year old. You know, we have an 18, a seven and a five. So I always tell people we had one kid when we were too young and we had two kids when we were too old. Our timing and planning and everything was way off. So the the little guys, uh, you know, they were just going back and forth like they do, you know, agitating each other, trying to fight over toys, everyday stuff here. And at some point, either my mother or my mom, one of them said, uh, hey, because we had been watching the Santa Tracker 
and at the time online yeah, big time deal in our house yeah oh yeah we watched and so like santa was over brazil and so, so some, somebody's like uh santa is flying over brazil right now but um you know there's still time he's watching you right now and if you keep being bad he will not come here somebody said that and i swear to god my seven-year-old oliver he said we're bad every year and he comes every year it's fine <laughs> and i'm like geez and then my wife was like, should we really like leave? Like one year, should we like, you know, should we like actually follow through on that threat? And perhaps there's an argument in favor of that, but it always seems cruel because um, when they woke up the next morning, we had that same moment you have. Like it doesn't matter all the fighting and all the whatever, just the stuff that kids do, brothers do, young brothers do. And I can just tell you like, um, if you were hoping by next year, it'll be better. It won't. It's the same stuff. Like I've got seven and five right now and they're still going at it every day. But they they're they're best friends they love each other but boy they they get into it every day so um the next morning they wake just same in most households the kids wake up first and they're under instructions to come hey when you wake up come come wake us up first but they never do that they wake up and they're excited and they walk into the living room and then they walk into the bedroom and and uh my 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 uh my little guy lou um he said uh he said come mom dad get up everybody's uh you know santa came and uh, we're like, what? Santa came? Really? And Oliver was like, it's sick in there. <laughs> he had already went and, and peeked it out. Everything around the he said it. That was the quote. It's sick in there. So we got up and uh, it was a fun Christmas morning, a fun Christmas day. We hope everybody had a, an awesome weekend like that. Absolutely. Um, quick shout out before we get uh, really going here. One more quick thing behind me over my shoulder there. That's uh that's a guitar in there. I, uh, I lost an uncle in 2013. Um, and, uh, he had a widow who unfortunately uh, passed this past year. And so he was in the Navy and he bought a guitar and learned to t He taught himself guitar in the Navy, uh, in Japan. And my mother had gone to Chicago earlier this year and there, you know, they're getting some stuff out of the house and what wasn't allowed and what was, was, you know, a whole, a whole thing. But, uh, unbeknownst to me, actually this, this this 12 string right here also used to be his and i got that when he originally passed but um uh he, they in that case is a is a guitar from japan that i uh, the likes of which i've never seen before they got it restored and so um i know you wound up getting yourself your own gift That's right. uh and whether or not you want to reveal it on the pot is completely up to you i don't but, i feel like it'll play into a narrative let's just leave it alone all right we'll just we'll just, we'll just we'll leave your vacation home off the podcast, I guess, but, uh, it's not that, um, but my mother wound up surprising me with that gift from my late uncle Jim. And so oh, that wow. was awesome. And, uh, another guitar and I'll, I'll like, try and swap it in here at some point, but it's an electric one from Japan. And that was really, really cool. She also gave me, he has a, a Neil Young anthology guitar book that he taught himself off. So, so anyway, that's, uh, that's awesome. So I just wanted to give a shout to my mom. Yeah. My wife and I, uh, we, we got our own gifts this year and, and guess what? We're both thrilled. We're both very happy. And that's isn't that the point of Christmas? In fact, I don't think that's the point of Christmas at all. <laughs> but but it's a it's a to it's, your case to your case, and I really didn't anticipate. I'm after this, we can be done. And yep, man, like my wife was like, let's just do small stuff. And well, we did. I got her a few things, and it was good. Um, I was like, you know, if you just want to get me whatever, like it, I didn't even give her many ideas. So I was like, I guess I can use a new sweater or whatever. Um, she got me one or two decent ones, but then she gets me like two pieces of clothing, but it's, I'm not too good for this. I swear I'm not, but she got me the most hideous two sweaters from Goodwill you've ever seen in your life. And I'm oh, like, no. what we, I'm like, if you want to pick this up for me on a random 
October Tuesday. I'm good for it. But no, I was like, I might call you out on the podcast because she will never listen to this. Never <laughs> has listened. She will never listen. And, you know, I, I want out on the gift giving. Uh, but I did not bring up to her your whole philosophy on this. I was like, man, maybe I should just I should have just done it for myself this year because I just I wound up playing myself. And she she she's just amazing and wonderful. And she was getting a laugh out of it. She like I, I opened one of these things. It's like double breasted, the color of child vomit. Like, what are we doing? She's like, well, you know, when you're out working in the yard, I'm like, I got stuff for that. I got ratty old sweat sweatshirts for that. Not, anyway. not, nothing against Goodwill. I've been. I've, 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 we I've been are. In, yeah. They I've, know my wife by name and they know me by face, even with, you know, 100 yeah. percent. I've been in. I, I donate stuff to Goodwill. I picked up T-shirts at Goodwill. I, me and Goodwill, we on good terms. Is that really where you should be getting your husband Christmas presents? Though? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We we donate and purchase from Goodwill. I'm not exaggerating on an every two to three week basis because there's really cool stuff in there. Heck, she probably picked up a couple Goodwill things for our children because the three year old. What does he know at this point, right? And he's and he's found this podcast 17 years later. Sorry, buddy. But um, but that's what I was saying. I was like, listen, Christmas, you know, and they were all in like one bag together. I was like, can you even wrap them separately in the. Ugh. So yeah, you was... were right this year. I, I miss I misplayed it anyway. Yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's turn to basketball. Not a lot has happened, uh, obviously, since we last uh, recorded in college basketball, uh, other than more teams than I can even keep track of at this point. Have uh, what is the number of programs currently on COVID pause? Dead leg currently paused. I don't have that exact number. I have 64 total that have had to go on COVID pause this season, as of us recording uh, here in the middle of the 8 p.m. Eastern hour. And for anyone that might be getting to this podcast on Monday or Tuesday, that number will 100% go up because what's happening here is most programs reconvened on Sunday, and then they, if they didn't test today, they'll be testing tomorrow and the day after that. And we are. There will be more cancellations and postponements here. We lost, I mean, San Jose State announced on Sunday. They're out until at least January 5th, San Jose State. That's not a good sign. Colorado's lost its next two games against Oregon and Oregon State, second one being on New Year's Day. So Colorado's out for uh, at least a week. Stanford didn't play in the Diamond Head Classic as scheduled against Vanderbilt. It has players quarantined on the island. The same exact thing we talked about with why Ohio State did not go and play in the CBS Sports Classic. Stanford has uh, some number of players that have to stay on the island. So um, in, uh, you know, kind of the right move, if you will, Jared Haas, the team uh, team coach, he's actually staying back with them. That's according to Andy Katz, who tweeted that earlier on Sunday. So Stanford's on pause as well. So, yes, it's just, you know, that news has happened since. But there's one particular team in which um, is also on COVID pause. But it's not just COVID pause, you know, why we're leading the podcast hoops wise with uh, with their issue. Yeah, it's been a rough uh, few days for Kelvin Sampson's program at Houston. Last Wednesday, it was announced that uh, Tremont Mark um, is out for the season with a shoulder injury. And then two days after that, so on Friday, on Christmas Eve, um, it was announced that Marcus Sasser is also out for the season because of a fracture in his left foot it's a toe injury so that's kelvin sampson's leading score mm-hmm. and fourth leading score both out for the season ruled that way before christmas Deadleg, here's the question is houston still the favorite in the aac yes i think so too don't they have to be now i did scan the AAC, the aac the american standings and you know between houston Memphis, Wichita State. We'll see if UCF can prove to be a better team than it is. 
maybe the the league will wind up being decent enough where it can get itself uh, into a multiple situation, maybe three bids. We'll see. I'm not discounting Houston at this point. Now, in losing these two players, Sasser and Mark combined for almost 28 points a game, more than five rebounds, five assists, three and a half steals. So now a lot of this is going to fall on Kyler Edwards, Jamal Shedd, and Fabian White. We'll see. Houston being on pause. It's currently scheduled, and we'll see if this winds up being the case. It's scheduled for its next game January 2nd, a week from now against Temple. Um, but we'll we'll wind up having to see about that. You know, it's on pause. It's got, you know, I think the injuries, my read on this is the injuries combined with the COVID issues is what necessitated the game that was scheduled for Tuesday against Cincinnati to be off. And as a reminder, we mentioned this, I think, on the previous podcast. Um, the American is one of four conferences as of now that has not altered its forfeit policy. Maybe that changes come Tuesday afternoon. You know, I don't know if that will or won't. But right now, uh, this is logged as a loss for Houston and a win for Cincinnati uh, until that changes otherwise. So there actually was impact in the league standings for however long that is the case for two days or until the end of the season. Houston, unfortunately, has to take an L. If the policy isn't going to change, then, yeah, the Cougars are going to want and hope to get out of protocol as soon as possible so that they can play that game on January 2nd against Temple. But I would still there's just no reason to take anyone else yet. We have to see what Houston is without him. And at this point, Kelvin Sampson has been good enough as a coach there. And Houston has been steady enough. And with the system they run to, to still project them there. And then I'd have Memphis two, I'd have Wichita state three and I'd have UCF four. And then kind of everyone after that, you're trying to maybe become a spoiler in the league and turn yourself into an NIT team. But that that's how the American sets up to me heading into 2022. I think you still got to make Houston the favorite, although that is wild to think they could be down two of their top four scores and still be the best team in their league. Like you, that is totally a testament to the program that Kelvin Sampson's built. And uh, once he's got it to a good place at Houston, it stayed at a good place. And it stayed at a good place last year. Um, I know you remember this. I don't know how many casual college basketball fans do. You know, the preseason AAC player of the year last season was Caleb Mills. And he started the season at Houston and then transferred after just a few games very early to Florida State. What did Houston do? Um, go on to be the best team in the AAC. They didn't win the regular season title. That was Wichita State. But they, they were the best team in the league. And they, they made the Final Four. And so, if you know, I don't want to say that Kelvin's in a in – a, group of one because I was about to say if any coach could do it it's Kelvin Sampson like I, I think there's a handful of coaches who could probably do it but Kelvin's in that handful and um you know I you'd be a fool to 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 count him and his program out at, at this point that said whoo they just lost a lot uh, you did the combined numbers I'll break it down individually Marcus Sasser 17.7 points per game 2.8 rebounds 2.6 assists he was shooting 43.7% from three on 8.6 attempts. So high volume and great percentage. Um, he was on pace to be the AAC player of the year. And I think a consensus All-American, maybe not first team, maybe first team, but he was going to be an All-American. That's the trajectory he was on. And then Tremont Mark, 10.1 points, 2.4 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 1.4 steals in 20.4 minutes per game. Added up. Houston just lost 27.8 points per game. They averaged 79.4. So Houston just lost in a three-day period for the season 35% of its scoring. Not ideal. No. Saw, saw this from Myron Metcalf, our buddy over at ESPN. 
He said that with Marcus Sasser on the court this season, Houston averaged 116 points per 100 possessions and made 41.4% of its three-point attempts. Without Marcus Sasser on the court, the numbers are reduced to 105 points per 100 possessions and just 27.1% from three. He's a big, big, big-time player. And to not have him, at least according to those numbers, um, does make Houston less than than what obviously it makes you do. those numbers according to those numbers and just common sense it makes Houston less than what it otherwise would be but perhaps it's still good enough to win the AAC they still got Kyler Edwards Fabian White Josh Carlton Jamal Shedd Taze Moore they, they've got real players still but I I just felt sick for that fan base and those and that coaching staff you know you put everything you can into it and listen injuries happen we understand that but to lose two of your top four in a three-day span to injuries for the season, that's that's a pretty uncommon thing in the sport. I don't mean just this year. I mean any year. And so for it to happen to Houston, you just, again, you feel sick for them. Yeah, for the Houston fans checking in, be it live or after the fact on your phone, whatever, uh, yeah, it, just, it was one after another after another. It was injury, then injury, and then COVID pause, and now you're technically down a game in the standings there. And you're used to uh, you're used to sitting at the big boy table here under Calvin Sampson uh, for basically almost a half decade. Uh, the Ken Palm finish for Houston since 17-18 has been 18, 12, 14 the year there was no last season. Houston finished as the number five team, of course, made its first Final four in three and a half decades. And now, as we talk here, Houston sits at fourth in Ken Palm, which is higher than it's ever been at Ken Palm. And at this point, you know, if I tell you right now, you got to take one or the other, I'm guaranteeing you, you finish 20th at Ken Palm, or you, or you gamble and chance it. I think every Houston fan is just like, you know what? Give me the, give me the 20, you know, because you just don't know. Without Sasser, that's a, that's a huge hit there. And uh, we'll have to check in a little bit and see see where they're at defensively i think i still think they're pr- going to be pretty good obviously um even without those guys i still think as a unit they can do well but they're going to probably have to win ugly and whereas with them i thought houston still had a final four ceiling i think it's fair and objective to say that the cougars now they, they don't have that ceiling doesn't mean it's impossible for them to get there that's not but i just think objectively speaking their ceiling is more second weekend now if you're looking for a reason to believe that this will still work out for houston um it sucks to lose them the week before Christmas, but like most of their tough games are behind them, you know, like they, they might still be good enough to go something wild in this league. Um, like put to put together a really good number, even at a diminished version of itself. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, but just to, to circle back and then we'll move on. Um, you mentioned the American athletic directors are going to meet about whether to rescind their forfeits policy. You have to, don't you? I mean, you have to. I mean, what once once the the premier program in your league is on COVID pause, it's going to cost it a game. Yeah, you got to pay attention to that. Hey, the, the you know the I can say this: the valley. These leagues have met the valley, the WAC, the A10. They've met. Now they're open to changing if if necessary, but they have met. These leagues have met and talked about this, and they just haven't. Now it could change, and particularly. Houston situation when you have the best team in your league um, and coming off a of final four, maybe that alters things. I don't know. It I, should. I, I, I will say this. Remember this. Now this is actually a key detail that I the public, I don't think is aware of this. Um, uh, Houston's not on these calls, man. Houston, UCF and Cincinnati are leaving the American to go to the big 12. So with like this COVID stuff, they're not on the calls. 
when all of this stuff about what's happening in the American Athletic Conference, what we're doing with our COVID policies, all right, we want your input, athletic director A, athletic director 2, athletic director D, all this stuff. There are no representatives from Cincinnati and Houston and UCF on these calls because they're leaving the Big 12. They're still technically a member of the conference and will be. But um, as it pertains to how the that's just like, you know, odd bedfellows will live with you for now. But to your point, it wouldn't surprise me if the American was still it, it, cut off the nose to spite the face deal. I get that. But just so you're aware, it's not it's not not everything is symbiotic with uh, with these right. schools in this league. I got it, but then um, that leaves okay. So you, once you remove those programs, what's the biggest program in terms of prestige left? It's the Memphis program. It, it, just trust me when I tell you, Laird Beach is going to want to uh, rescind the Memphis athletic director. He's going to want to rescind the forfeit rule because they're still operating with six unvaccinated players. Um, like it'd be a miracle to not have to go on another COVID pause with with six unvaccinated players. So um, I, I promise you. If, if if he'll he'll be leading the conversation on that, and I, I'd be shocked if the AAC doesn't rescind this uh, forfeit policy uh, for uh, all the reasons we've already stated, but also because it's it's simply put, it's the right thing to do. Uh, we're living in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. I never seen one like this, and this Omicron variant is super duper contagious. It feels like everybody who tests is testing positive. And so, like, I'm actually worried about this. When I read the story about the Stanford players having to quarantine in Honolulu, I'm now going to New York every week. Starting this week, I'm going to New York. And we went, you know, last season before most people were vaccinated. By the end of last season. So, like, March. Mm -hmm. And certainly at the Final Four, even fully vaccinated people were having to test regularly. Um, But... You know, at some point when things calmed a little, um, you know, if you were fully vaccinated, we weren't testing any, you know, all the time anymore. We're back to testing every time now. So, like, I'm assuming at some point I'll be asymptomatic, you know, because I'm double vaccinated and boosted. I'll, I'll be okay. But, like, I'll pop positive in New York City, and that's a 10-day quarantine in New York City. Are like you that, really, how? I mean, though, come on now. Is that really going to let you down? You know what? I was talking to somebody about this this weekend. The whole isolation thing, you know, especially when you're stressed out by your kids and you're like, oh, wow, isolation sounds great. I'll catch up on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm and, you know, uh, watch, um, you know, this movie and that. The truth is that's fun for about eight hours. And then you're like, dude, I just want to go out. I just want to go for a walk. I just I just want to see my kids. Um, and it's especially hard, you know, would be, it's hard for everybody, but like 10 day isolation in New York city for me means my wife is 10 days at home with, with, you know, our two little guys by herself It's it's like, I've already, like, we talked it through, like it's good. It seems, it seems hard to avoid that. You're going to have to hire that relative again. (laughs) Well, I got, I can text them. I can text them. It's, uh. What a what a time what a what a what a dumb pandemic, you know? We're actually living through this. Yes, I know. What a dumb pandemic. A dumb pandemic. I think we should recap this year we've lived through. Holy God. So on a previous podcast, at the end of a very long one just the other day, Dead Leg, he was thinking ahead. I give him credit. He was thinking ahead. And I was just thinking about getting it over with. <laughs> and he was thinking ahead. And he said, you know, we could do a year in review on Sunday. And I was like, you could do a year in review on Sunday. 
And then I was like, if you want to balance, I got this. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I, I felt when I, when I uh, left, when I left the studio, as they say, I felt like, uh, you know what? I didn't have to crap on his idea, you know, like publicly. I don't like, mind. Yeah, he was, he was trying, he was thinking, he was actually planning. I was just trying to see if I could fit in a nap on Friday afternoon. And, uh, and he was like, actually like, in, you know, and so as, a, as, um, as, as Friday unfolded and Saturday unfolded, and as you predicted, nothing happened outside of the stuff at Houston. I was like, well, we do need something to talk about on Sunday night outside of, uh, you know, Legos and our kids and, uh, and Marcus Sasser. And so I said, here's what we'll do. We will both come up with a top 10 stories in college basketball in the year 2021, calendar year 2021. And we'll compare our list and see how much we have in common and see which one of us forgot something that seems obvious once it's pointed out. So we're going to do that next. But first, check this out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So 2021, uh, the year, is just about in the books. If I got my calendar correct, we got we – got, after today, we got five days left in the in the year. And I looked at the college basketball schedule, and there ain't really much going on. Like, there's no high-profile game left in the year 2021. And nope. even the best games will probably get canceled <laughs> because, <laughs> because, because that's, that's where we're at now. So um, I, I feel like whatever we come up – like, I don't think anything that's going to happen in the next five days is ever going to break this list of the top ten things in college basketball – that happened in 2021. So as I was uh, sitting here on the day after Christmas, I just started brainstorming. Just mm -hmm. put boom, 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 just bullet point. And here's one, here's one, here's one. And then I went back through my entire list and I ranked them one to 10. What I think were the most interesting, best, memorable, important, however you want to do it. Exactly. Things that happened in college basketball in 2021. I got my list of 10. You told me you got your list of 10. Yes. So let's just start at the top, and then um, if we both have it, say where you got it on your list. We'll cancel yeah. that. We'll move on. All right. Before we get this going, a couple things here. As we do this, anyone watching live on YouTube, if you've got – Hey, YouTube. Hi, YouTube. Hey, if YouTube. you have got what – we, what we are not covering here, because there's just too much – two things, actually. One, if you 
have a particular memory from the podcast that has stuck with you for two months or seven months or 11 months and you want to chat with others or remind people, feel free to do that. And maybe as we get along in the later in the podcast, Nada will throw a few of your comments on the screen to remind people because there has been some ridiculousness. And on that note, if you are not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, which many of you are, continue to do so because Nada has produced a best of 21 video only version that's not going to be in the podcast feed it's only going to be on youtube parish and i have both watched a rough cut of it and it's it, we've only been on video for two months but there are even things that we just did like six weeks ago that i forgot that we did and it was very entertaining not as doing an amazing job not you are the man so i encourage uh discussion with all that as we get going how many of these do you think we will have shared in our top 10 six i'm gonna say seven but I've got I, uh, one of mine. I think you're going to be like, ah, this doesn't it should be qualifying somewhere else. And it's number 10. You want me to go first with my number 10? Oh, we're going to count. I think let's start at the top. Number one. You want to go one? to Why? We're, because, we're counting down. End no, of year. Count uh, down. No, I think we count up because the, the things we're going to have in most in common are going to be the ones at the top. So let's cancel them out. And then the most interesting thing, boy, we should have talked about this before we started. The most so interesting thing. Why would we not count down? Well, well, Jesus Christ. Everybody knows what like number one and number two and number three are going to be. Like they're, they're really? going to be obvious by the time we get there, I think. I, I don't think. I, I bet I, there's a possibility our number one is the same. I don't think our number one will be the same. Okay. However you want to do it, Deadland. No, no, we'll do it. Let's, let's start at number one. No, let's start at number 10. Okay, you ready for my number 10? Go ahead. My number 10. Tell me if it's on your list. Mark Turgeon resigned from Maryland after eight games this season. It's not on my top 10. I, as I do every year for the court report, I also have uh, this list in the wider form. And this is a rough look. So Turgeon is on my list. But right now I have Turgeon stepping down from Maryland at number 19 on my list. I had it at 10. What's 10 on your list? 10 on my list because at the because again at the time this was the big story before we got to the tournament was the Gonzaga versus Baylor number one versus number two who's going to be better they were by far that we've talked about it on nine podcasts minimally these two teams are so far removed from everyone else in adjusted efficiency margin so it was the January February until Baylor paused Gonzaga Baylor two best teams by far in college basketball to me that was a top 10 storyline in the sport in the year 2021 I am not including the title game in this storyline? Um, well, I, I mean, I obviously have a, a Baylor item. And on my list of things, I had Gonzaga enters the title game undefeated. But with the way the title game went, I don't think that matters that much anymore. And so I did not put it in my top 10. Okay. I did. Okay. Um, what's, so funny? What's, what's so funny about that? No, I I'm saying I did. I'm saying it's funny that I did and you didn't. So I thought for sure you'd have that in there. I, I had it in the list, and it, it's literally the it, it. It looks like the way I organized this, it would be number eleven. I was just like Gonzaga making the title game undefeated. After you get blasted in the title game, you still don't have a national championship. I'm just gonna leave that out. I'm I'm so glad we decided to do it this way. Okay. Um, okay. Here's got... my here's my number nine. Luca Garza goes from a preseason national player of the year who becomes the you know national player of the year. And it was announced in his final home game that his jersey will be retired. I thought all of that was pretty cool. Not on my list. What the? F He's a <laughs> national player of the year. Luca Garza. Garzilla. 
I know I have uh, Luca will factor into one of my stories, but not to, he's just a, he's a little sidebar. I'm not saying it's not valid. It is. This is why I wanted to do it this way, because I need sorry, to- Luca, you, you have sorry. You had an amazing year, an amazing right. career. You're just a little sidebar, according to dead leg. I'm, I'm wondering if my number nine, my number nine, I think should be on your list, but I think it won't be. You ready? Let's, yeah, let's ooh, don't don't make me wait any longer. Okay. Um, John Cheney dies at 89 years old. I tried to think about people who died. I couldn't think of anybody, but you're right. John Cheney did. John did, Cheney dying, um, I think, is a top 10 headline uh, for what he stood for and uh, how influential he was in the game. That happened on January 29th. And I had, uh, I had that as I was just compiling all these. I had it like sitting there unintentionally at like 12 or 13. I'm like, no, no. John Taney dying is a top 10 headline this year. So that's my number nine. I didn't have it, but I do not object. What Here's my, my number eight. Now, like, this has got a lot of stuff in it, but it's all connected. Okay. And I so, like, it. yeah, just anything that anything you got that connects to this, we'll call it, we'll call it, those, those, that's a match. Texas wins the Big 12 tournament, then loses to Abilene Christian in the first round of the NCAA tournament, then Shaka Smart takes Marquette, which opens Texas for Chris Beer. Okay. Um, all of that's connected. Uh, yeah. So that Shaka, Shaka wins the Big 12 tournament. It's like, ooh, Shaka's safe. He's off the hot seat. Boom. Loses to Abilene Christian. It's like, ooh, is he going to end up on the hot seat? Shaka's like double birds. I ain't ending up on no hot seat again. I'm going to Marquette. And then Chris Beard is like, holy cow. Texas opened up. I guess I'll move across the state. Right. Big one for sure. I've got one that didn't make the list, but I'm going to wait just in case you include it in another way in it. And I've got another one where it kind of. You'll know what you'll know what I'm saying when I when I bring it up, but that is definitely in there. I just have that exact thing tied to other things. That's all. 2021, what? man, wild year. By the way, I have a fun trivia game coming. Not trivia time, just trivia game coming after we get all this. Number eight. I kind of felt I was going to get to you before this one. I gotta figure this is on your list. At number eight, I have Roy Williams announcing his retirement on April 1st. On that day, Texas also hired Chris Beard. And so, you know, it's it, Roy Williams is the number eight. But as oh, and oh, by the way, beer getting to Texas, uh, <laughs> which in a normal year might be the biggest hiring you could get, was a bit overshadowed. Do you have Roy retiring in your top 10? It's in my top three. Top three? It's Roy Williams. Okay. The three time national champion, Naismith Memorial Hall of Famer. He retires. I got it's I a big you. time story. It is. It is a big time story. I could be, could be undervaluing it. Yeah. Roy Williams, I Roy Williams, Roy Williams were walking away, away from the sport um, in a somewhat surprising way, like in the sense that, you know, we didn't have a podcast a week earlier talking about, you think Roy's done? Nobody did. Nobody did. I had Roy three. So that's one we'll be able to skip when we get to the, uh, close to the top of mind. Okay, my number seven. Mick Cronin, greatest coach in UCLA history, takes the Bruins from the first four to the final four. This is my number three. Tell me if you would include this in, in yours. My number three biggest story of the year is Gonzaga beats UCLA 93-90 in overtime in one of the three to five best games in NCAA tournament history, and UCLA is making the Final Four in, in doing so. Lump them I mean, together? I mean, you can if you want to. Um, do, you, if you have, do you have the Gonzaga one separately? No, I mean, you know, no, I mean, that was the game of the year. I rated not... non-football broadcast in 2021 was that game. So to me, that's a top three story. In yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like I feel like 
Gonzaga, UCLA, that whole moment, that game, it's all tied to UCLA going from the first four to the final four. It's all under the same umbrella. Okay. Then we would generally agree. I had yeah. that uh, number three on my list is Gonzaga, Suggs, 37-footer, overtime, best game of the tournament, best game in decades. That's, yeah, my number three. Okay. What's your number seven? My number seven is attached to the men's tournament, but it's actually the women's NCAA tournaments inequities kind of up against the men's tournament. Oh, you know, somebody's I, trying to make sure the eye on college basketball is title IX compliant. It, it This was a situation where, yeah, it became huge, huge news. Uh, technically more women's basketball than men's, but when it was, you know, compared against the men versus the women, I, I think it is fair to say that is a top 10 story in college basketball this season and led to some uh some changes some of them uh necessary perhaps some of them um to be determined if they're going to happen or not like are we going to have final fours for men's and women's NCAA tournaments in the same city they're still talking about that we've talked about that on previous podcasts over the summer but yeah that was uh that was my number seven I I figured that wasn't going to make your top 10 but I think like I had to go and talk on like, uh, you know, we've got CBS Sports HQ streaming for the for the sports side. Like, I had to go talk on the CBS News streaming platform about that, like, twice. You know, it was just a, it was a, a big deal. Like, when that kind of stuff happens, which is also the case with my next one, um, that usually indicates to me it's a pretty big story. Fine. Fine with me. Okay. D- nowhere on my list. Not in my alternatives. Not in my top ten. Not in my – but maybe I should include this. Didn't get anywhere on there. Okay. My number six. Mm-hmm. Both Miller brothers lose their jobs. Sean in Arizona, Archie in Indiana. Not not on my top 10. I don't think you're going to have what I have at 11 being there. So that I, this is what I had. I said five of the top 10 jobs in college basketball changed in what was the noisiest coaching carousel in men's hoops. We've like most consequential we've ever seen, basically. So that was my number 11, which would include both Miller brothers losing their jobs. Yeah. I mean, that, that. I mean, when you think about where they were just a few years earlier, I mean, it's two guys who were both coaching in the elite eight in the same year. Neither one of them advanced further than that, but like it's still like two brothers, both coaching in the elite eight. And then Archie's, you know, considered the best, you know, uh, mid-major coach in America. I don't, I don't mean to describe him. That's, you know what I mean? Best coach at a mid-major in America. And, you know, that's how you end up with the Indiana job. And Sean had Arizona, you know, operating at the the tip top of the sport. And then one gets undone by scandal. The other done undone by a lack of success relative to the expectations. And now they're, I don't know. You go back six years and say, Sean Miller and Archie Miller both had a coaching in December 2021. You're like, what? But that's where we're at. That's a big story. Number six for me ties two headlines within a 10-day period together. Uh, June 21st, the Supreme Court rules 9 nothing against the NCAA in the Austin case, which was not about paying players, but it was more about uh, player rights and student-athlete rights and what they should be entitled to, uh, just like every other regular student. That sets the tone for July 1st, when the NCAA officially allowed name, image, and likeness rules to be on the books, uh, technically temporary rules that are still out there. This is, this is still like an emergency uh, allowance by the NCAA, but it's the schools and the conferences dictating it obviously changes college sports forever. Quite important. Almost put this higher, but um, I just didn't. So that is number six. Is that 
or anything about that anywhere on your list? No, but it should be. Yeah. I, I just, I was thinking strictly basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just sort of, that's, you know, that's, that's a place where I had a blind spot. Like if you and I were putting together a list for cbsports.com and we were, um, you know, going to work on it together, you'd be like, Hey, what do we put name, image and likeness? I'd be like, ah, oh, I'm glad you thought of that. Yeah. yeah. That's one where I just had a blind. I was thinking solely about basketball stuff, but there's no denying name, image and likeness is maybe, maybe the biggest story. It, it could be. I feel like the other ones. Yeah, you're right. It could be. I, I might even have it one or two spots a little low. But uh, once I got to six, it, it got a little bit tough. All right. Top half. We haven't we've only knocked off each other like once or twice here. So I assume we might have some some duplication here. What do you got at five? Kentucky had a historically bad nine and 16 season. Not in my top 10. It is one of the biggest stories of 2021 that they sucked so bad that Kentucky fans were like, I don't know if this John Calipari guy is the right guy for the job. It is it is big. I have it right now, like roughly. I haven't sorted out the whole thing. I have it at 13 on my overall list. But yes, it's out there. Yes. My number five is what we've been talking about this week because I think it has been significant enough in the past 10 days. Uh, the Omicron variant puts college basketball season into chaos once more. I mean, we are losing games now at a rate not quite last season, but you can see what it's done to all of American sports. And it's go, it's it's why it's it's a small part of why we're even talking about what we're talking about right now, because there's not much else to talk about, period. And we're losing games there. We're probably going to this podcast. Every single one for the past five or six has had to invoke it in some sort of way. And it probably will for the next three or four weeks. There will probably be something related to college basketball touched and impacted by the, specifically the Omicron variant that I felt it was now it had become a top five story. Um, in college basketball this year, because it's also become you know, a top five story in all and every single Amer- major American sport that you can think of. Yeah. So my number four, this is actually sits up well, is, um, you know, it's pandemic related. It's the only pandemic related thing I have. Um, you know, we concluded a season and I guess I would just add on to this. But uh, what I typed was we concluded a season in the middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime with the entire NCAA tournament being held in the state of Indiana. And then I to add on to that, and then oh, by the way, the start of the following season um, featured one cancellation after another that most people did not envision because you know we got through an NFL like we've been through things mm-hmm. since vaccines became available with very little issue. Like we got through baseball season, and we we were getting through the NBA season and we were getting through the NFL season and we largely got through college football with, with any, without issues. And, um, and then boom, Omicron came around and not messing around, you know, it ain't no joke. Like I know it, it is mild. At least the early data suggested it's mild relative to Delta variant. Like if somebody asks you, you know, if you bump into somebody on the, on the, on the corner and they're like, yo, you want Delta or you want Omicron? Take, take Omicron every time. Take Omicron. You want Omicron. But like, and this is something I was trying to explain to somebody else, um, just because there's some arguments out there. Like, listen, nobody's really getting that sick from Omicron. So like, let's just play games with Omicron. And the truth is, whether you think that's right or wrong, like you guys can go fight about that on a message board somewhere. It's just that you know, sports have largely made it clear if somebody pops positive for something under the COVID umbrella, whatever variant, um, we're just, they're not playing. You know, period. End of story. Now, we might look back in five years and, and be doing it differently. I mean, like in five years from now, and then we might we might be living in a on a planet where, um, you know, like they're not even testing for COVID anymore. You know, if you feel well enough to play, go play. And if you don't, don't. But that's not where we're at right now. And I, let me back up. I don't mean to suggest that's where we're going to be 
or where I think we should be. I have no idea. I'm just saying we might be there someday. My point is we're not there now. And so if you pop positive now, you're just not playing. That's the way all sports are operating. This is my number one story. Um, going back to what I mentioned before with uh, with having to go on like CBS News. I was I was on two twice a week minimum for three straight weeks because the idea that the NCAA tournament was happening at a single site had never been happen had never happened before. It was it was the largest logistical non-Olympic undertaking as far as I could tell. And this, and this also haven't spoke with NCAA uh, people and organizers and people that are even outside the NCAA. It was the most logistically difficult thing that's ever been done in American sports that wasn't like putting together an Olympics and maybe even more tough logistically when you considered it was in a quasi bubble, everything that went into it to me, holding the NCAA tournament in Indianapolis uh, under those circumstances single site was the biggest story because also you know it was three week long kind of thing so within that that's where i've got you know side stories like oral roberts first 15 seed to get to the sweet 16 since dunk city did it you know eight eight nine years ago i had the abilene christian deal in there which sets off this chain of events where beard you know beard goes to texas and then shock is at marquette porter Mosier. they get to the sweet 16 so he winds up being at oklahoma you know, Oregon State makes the Elite Eight out of nowhere. Beaver Fever, hello. Um, UCLA makes the Final Four. So all that kind of encapsulated in. But the big story for me, that was my number one. What yours? What is yours fourth, I believe, was number one. I thought for the NCAA to pull that off, and oh, by the way, the, in a 68-team tournament, you play 67 games. Normally, there were only 66 played because VCU had a no contest, which allowed Oregon to move on, I believe, memory serves. Uh, yes, that is number one on my list. Okay, so we still don't know your number four, do we? We do not. We'll uh, announce it, I guess. Otherwise, this is going to get real awkward. All right. Uh, number four is Gonzaga beats UCLA in overtime. So I guess we know. It. So number four is that. And then do, do you want to give your three? or? Me well, my three was Roy Williams retired. So we're on to you. Okay. My three is Mike Krzyzewski's. The news of Mike Krzyzewski's retirement in the year 2022 comes in. If he had actually retired... I, I would put it one, but he's retiring next year. The news itself is a significant, major, major headline. And I'll never forget being at my son's pre-K school, getting a, a call from one of our HQ producers. And the first words were, uh, Coach K's retiring. And I said, like, today? And they said, no, 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 announced. It's happening next year. I was like, okay, this is still huge, but there's a major difference. <laughs> If he's literally retiring today, then yes, I might have to leave my son at school. Um, so, yes, the news of Mike Krzyzewski's retirement for me is the number three story in 2021. Well, that's what I had at number two. Coach K announces his um, upcoming retirement from the sport in which he is widely considered considered the GOAT. Agreed. Okay. What So... And three was Roy Williams? Yeah. So, number one for me, I mean, well, I, 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 think... I got to give you my two. I didn't give you a number two for me. My last one. Give me a number two. You want number two? For Dead me, leg. the number two headline is Gonzaga goes into the national title game. One of the, you know, 10 or 11 teams in history with an undefeated record. And Baylor wins its first national championship ever in dominant fashion under Scott Drew. And so it's everything tied to that. Gonzaga, if it had gone undefeated, you could really argue if it had done that, it's it's even bigger, and I, it is. It's bigger than the tournament in Indy, I think. Uh, Gonzaga being the first undefeated national champion since 76 Indiana would have been the biggest story in 2021. Yes, yes. 
Uh, but it wasn't there. So for me, uh, Baylor winning the way it did and still ending that, you know, Gonzaga 31 and 0. Uh, that was my number two, and then I mentioned to you the NCAA tournament, unprecedented circumstances in Indianapolis was the number one for me. What about and you? N- number one for me was Baylor wins its first national title in school history. I mean, that you know, it yeah. is the year; it'll forever be the year 2021. You know, it'll it it'll be known as the year Huck and his family became national champions. I don't That's know how you don't put I don't know how you don't put that at the top. To me, the it, it, holding a 68-team tournament in in a single site that's never been done before. Baylor winning a championship had also not been done before, but it was one team. So I'm going one versus 68 here. That's all. That's yeah, all. but like, like it was. Um, I mean, like it is notable that we held the NCAA tournament, you know, in in one basic area. But like, you know, we didn't have to build anything to do it. <laughs> we, we just played some games at. Hinkle Fieldhouse and Purdue and whatever. Well, they did. They literally did build practice courts. But other than that, you're correct. Everything else was already in place. I hear you. You're, you the people will side with you more than me. I just happen to think that the circumstances surrounding the tournament was uh, was a little bit bigger there. Um, I let got. Me, yeah, let, me ta- let me tell you some more like things I had listed. Some of yeah. you point. Some like I had Gonzaga enters the title game undefeated. That was on my list of things to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, Villanova won at least a share of the Big East for the seventh time in an eight year span. Um, Juwan Howard guided his alma mater to a controversial Big Ten title. Um, Arkansas went to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 1996. That's a trivia time for a long time. How many teams had made it since before they got there? I forgot that number, but it was a wild number. Do you remember the number? I do remember. Let's see who can get it first in the chat. I have no pint glasses to give away. By the way, someone got the podcast answer correct. I saw it afterwards, so hopefully not. It was on that. This was the College Hoops Journal podcast, and it started in 2009. Someone did know it in the chat, so shouts to you. Um, But, yeah, who can remember? How many teams between Arkansas, 96, to 2021? Who can remember it? Ah, we got an answer that is – it's close. It is not 100, though. Um, Other other things I had, I I did – you mentioned this already. Oral Roberts become the latest 15 seed to advance in the tournament. Um, I thought this was one. It just happened a few weeks ago, but it's it's a still big story. Purdue moves to number one in the AP poll for the first time in school history. That That's happened in two yeah, that happened in 2021. Um Louisville missed the NCAA tournament. Chris Mack fired two assistants, got caught up in an extortion case. I was uh, you were gonna supremely let me down if you didn't bring that up. How is that not? Yeah, that's in my top 20 for sure. And then somebody put this in the comments. I had seen it, I believe, via ESPN stats and info a few weeks ago, a few days ago, at some point recently. I did think it's neat. Um, I didn't think it's one of the top 10 stories of of, of 2021, but neat. Um, Iowa State in the year 2021 under Steve Prohm, 0 and 18. Iowa State in the year 2021 under TJ Otzelberger, 12 and 0. How crazy is that, man? It's wild. That is that is a hell of a stat there. Um, here's what I got: uh, 11 and 12 on my list. They are significant to college basketball, but they are more college football stories. And 11 is Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC. Big 12 gets Houston, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU. Those are significant college sports and college basketball stories. They're just more influenced by football, so they did not break the top 10. That, along with the job changes, uh, kind of all kind of put it all in a basket. 15 seed Oral Roberts. Um, Mark Few arrested for DUI. Oh, yeah. I forget. That's a big story. I forgot about it. Significant story. Uh, Dino Gaudio, uh, extortion attempt. I have here. This one, this isn't in my top 20. It's just on my list. I don't know if I'll include in the court report. Uh, but I loved everything about 
Illinois sparking this rivalry with Michigan and everyone getting pissed at Michigan for going on this long COVID pause. They didn't make up games. Michigan got the Big Ten regular season championship. And it created, like, you know, some real intense passion and feelings. And then, like, you know, Trent Frazier, you know, on the bench creating his own Big Ten B1G champs on the side. I thought that was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, Amani Bates and Jalen Duran reclassifying. And committing to Memphis, I think that's a top 20 to 25 story in college basketball this season. Um, I had Turgeon in there. Uh, one more tragic one. Uh, not technically in college basketball anymore, but Terrence Clark dying in a car crash right. at 19 years old in L.A. when he was doing draft prep. That was a, that was a shocking, stunning story. So that's just – I'll have a few more. This we'll, You'll have more of this in the court report this week at CBSSports.com. But that's, uh, that's kind of 2021 – in review um again if you've got any 99 was the answer for arkansas if you've got podcast memories you want to invoke in the chat feel free to do so now i'm going to play a game here with the with the viewers and paris in real time because this pandemic man dumbest one dumbest one dumbest one dumbest one um somebody said in the comments the other day i saw they were like um you know the 1918 pandemic was uh, way worse and i'm like not in my lifetime bro not in your, <laughs> I know it, I know it, I know it might not look that way, but not in my lifetime. It's the, I never said this is the dumbest pandemic ever. Although I do, I do think it is the dumbest ever. Maybe not the deadliest, but, but certainly the dumbest. There's I mean, a there, very rational case to make that this is the dumbest. It's gotta be the dumbest. I don't know if it's the deadly. It's definitely not the deadliest, but it's certainly the dumbest and the deadliest of my lifetime. Undeniably the dumbest of my lifetime. I've never seen one like, I never seen one like this. We're going to play 20 or 2021. 20, when did it happen? Okay. Okay. You got what? Five or six here. This is in random order. Definitely not chronological. All right. Yep. So I got one, two, three, four, five, six. I got six and maybe a seventh. I haven't decided on the seventh one. We're going over under GP at 3.5. Correct answers. I'm going over. You going over? Uh, for me? Yes. Always, yeah, I believe in myself. Okay. Penny Hardaway agrees to a five-year, $12.25 million contract. Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? I'm going to say that happened in 2021. It happened December 21st, 2020. Well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Oscar Sheboy leaves West Virginia. Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? That happened definitely in 2020. It happened January 2nd, 2021. Over. Oh, I, like, I feel like you're moving the calendar on me a little. I just remembered it was early. And it was early, but it late. Was early. It, was, it was early. It was late. It was early, but it was late. 2021. The NCAA decides not to give a U.S. a postseason ban for USC's men's basketball program. 2020 or 2021? That was definitely 2021. It was definitely 2021. That happened after the season ended. I thought I might be able to throw you a little bit of a curveball there. All right, one for three. One for three. One for two, I think. One for three, my friend. Kansas. Yep. I know that. I know that play. I know Kansas. Kansas is unranked for the first time since 2009. Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? I feel like, uh, 
I feel like that happened in 2021. February 8th, 2021. Yeah, they, yeah. First they, time since 2009, Kansas was not ranked in the AP Top 25, ending, of course, the longest streak and one of the longest in history. The last team in college basketball in the 2021 season, so 2020-21 season, plays its first game. Was the first game for the last team to play a game happened? Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? I think it happened in 2021. I think some school like didn't even play a game till January. On January 16th, American and Loyola Maryland played their first games of the season 52 days in. They were the last ones to do so. Yep. That's correct. Doing three well. Five. Three of five. Three of five with two more to and, go. And by the way, three in a row. It's like a tur- in bowling, this is what they call a turkey. Turkey. I just recorded a turkey on a podcast. Nate Oates goes after Coach K in a press conference. Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? 2020. We were still in the non-league portion of the schedule. Correct, my man. Yeah. Jalen Johnson quits Duke. 2020 or 2021? Feel like that one was early in 2021. You are correct. I had convinced myself this was 2020, but Jalen Johnson happened. Actually, it wasn't even that early. It was in February of 2021 when he officially left Duke to pursue his draft and NBA future. GP just went five for seven. I had the over. I told you I believed in you. Again, 2020 or 2021, GP did well for himself. And uh, yeah, man, there were a couple, like in just researching this, there were some things I saw where I was like, like when I saw the Jalen Johnson thing, I'm like, man, I could have sworn that was December of 2020. I would have never thought February. February. I yep. thought early January. Jalen Johnson left Duke on February. How about this? Jalen Johnson left Duke on February 16th. Okay. Three days later, Jim Beheim says they are actually much better now without him. One day after that, Beheim defends his comments. Aimed at Duke's Jalen Johnson admits, quote, he hasn't seen him play this year. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, just unbelievable. Like, I, I know we've got wild numbers um, in transfers now. And listen, I'm all for these young people doing whatever they want to do. If you, you know, some people are like, don't run from adversity. I, if you want to run from adversity, it's fine with me. I don't care. I don't care what you do. I'm worried about my kids. I'll let everybody else worry about everybody else. But just know, if you decide to transfer midseason, Jim Beheim might go for your neck. <laughs> just, he really might. He went after James Akinjo, went after Jalen Johnson. Like, if you if you transfer from one of his uh, – if you transfer from a program led by a coach Jim respects, he might come for your neck. You're not safe. Just you're not, you're not safe. Know. Just know what you – it's like you tell anybody, it's just advice you give anybody else. Just know, just, hey, do you understand what's going to happen when you do this? Well, what's going to happen? Well, not all your classes are going to transfer properly, so you're going to lose some credits. Um, you know, you're going to leave some teammates and friends behind. You'll you'll make new friends and have new teammates, but, like, that's a real thing. You're going to have to move. And Jim Beheim might kill you so uh, publicly. It's just, it needs to be recognized as something that belongs on the list. You might, you might, you might take a bullet from Jim Beheim. Oh, we got a comment here. Podcast moment. Norlander forgets RJ Barrett exists. Did it happen in 2020 or 2021? 
I feel like that was a long time ago, 2020. It happened in 2020 because we were doing, I'm almost positive that would have been an NBA draft. I feel like that was an NBA draft profile thing. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I feel like the RJ Barrett thing, that was a 2020 deal. I don't think that was 2021, but the listeners will have a better recollection of that than me. But um, we did a, uh, people are pointing out, we did a, we decided that San Diego State would just be the best, um, the best one loss undefeated team in the country. (laughs) Also 2020, but yes. I mean, listen, if you want to throw back to years past, that's fine. But yes. um, And again, if you're coming in late and you're watching live, Nada is putting together a video that will be for YouTube only. So this will not be in the podcast feed, uh, traditional podcast feed. Uh, with some video highlights of the past two months of us being on on video. So that we is di- also... We discovered Amari Bailey's mother. That's 2021. I almost was going to... I swear I almost did this. 2020 or 2021, Amari Bailey commits to UCLA. I don't know when he can... I don't, I, know. I don't have I don't, thing anymore, but I feel like it happened in 2020, and that's why I was going to be- debate doing it, because it was so long ago. But I could be way off. Maybe someone's going to be like, you idiot, he, he committed like six months ago, but I thought he committed to UCLA in 2020 and I was going to ask you, but I was like, you know what? I, I don't need to invoke Amari Bailey into this podcast any more than I have to, because he's got a future at UCLA and we already know what's coming with that. I don't know where, I don't know when he committed. I just know that the first time I ever looked at every one of his mom's pictures on Instagram, that was, that was 2021. She thick boy. She thick. She thick. I believe I'm just gonna <laughs> just coast. I believe the dodo, the way of the dodo. I believe that was a 2021. I think that came this year, by the way. What you now open the podcast with. Because I dropped the way of the dodo. And then we got to talking dodo birds. Learned so much about dodo birds that day. Mm-hmm. Working on some dodo bird shirts for the for the gang out there, by the way. That that'll be an update coming in 2022. You trying to go through? You trying to do these shirts through CBS? Or you trying to branch out like Rostin? They're going through CBS. Don't worry. You, you might be missing out on an opportunity here. Rostin's in that t-shirt business. I know. You got two young boys. You could be we're, trying. We're not, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make these. Uh, it'll be podcast title, and we're gonna make them. We're gonna make them good. We're getting there eventually. We done 2020 here? or 2021, the dodo bird went extinct. I think that was 2021, but I couldn't say for sure. Now, hold on real quick. We got to wrap here. I mean, there's just no reason for this to go on anymore, but okay, let's go real time right now. And then Nada, you're going to have to, you'll have to mention it in the chat. Let's try and guess the year. No Googling, no wiki. Dodo bird went extinct. Let's try and get closest to the year that is believed at least. I got mine. I got mine in mind. I forget. I forget. But I, I'm going to go with uh, 1345. I'm going 1608. It's not. He's saying 1896. Is that your guess, Nada? That ain't the real thing. It's more than. It's more than 120 years ago. Yeah, Nada doesn't know anything about dodo birds. I'm going 1608. Somebody it's just get- guess. <laughs> See, everyone thinks Nada wasn't around for this. But everyone thinks. And if you're listening on the podcast, Nada's going to live chat on YouTube right now. That's why we're not talking to imaginary people in our head, or are we? Uh, everyone thinks the dodo bird was like chilling when Lincoln was running the show. That's nope. not that's not the case. Nope. Dodo Bird was way gone by then. Way gone. I'm I don't not, even think we, I'm not even sure we were a country. We were not. And Dodo Bird was gone before we even became a country. Dodo Bird never got to shoot fireworks on July 4th. Think about that. <laughs> think about what the Dodo Bird missed out on. 
Never even got an opportunity to see a fireworks show on July 4th, the dodo bird. The last widely accepted sighting of a dodo was in 1662. Widely accepted. So I said 1608. You were in the, were you in the 14th century? I said 1345. Yeah, a little too far back. But yeah. anyway, that's, I, I, hey, listen, it had been a while since we genuinely talked dodo birds on this podcast. We made it happen. It's only appropriate final week of 2021. Make it happen. Leaky Black, we make no promises. As far as I'm concerned, Parrish can knock you out of the intro. Don't ever say that again. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Kish Lewis. Legend. Shouts to Larnell. Thank you guys once again for listening to I'm College Basketball Podcast. Middle of the dumbest. Woo-hoo. This is dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. By far. There's no even argument, really. I remember when people used to try to argue, it'd be like, I don't know if it's the dumbest pandemic of our lifetime. Who's arguing now? Who's arguing now? Can't even watch Kevin Durant play on Christmas because of Omicron. Who's arguing now? I had that stuff on in the background, but it was purely just on to be on, no volume up or anything. Those games were enough. Who's arguing now? Kevin Durant just sitting at home tweeting while the Nets play. Dumbest pandemic I've ever seen. Never, he never, I ain't never seen one like this. Not even close. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can now leave a five-star review on Spotify. That ain't something you could do in 2020 or even like November 2021, but you can do it now. So we'd appreciate it if you do it. Remember on Apple Podcasts, if you've ever had uh, premarital sex or you'd like to have it one day, we need a five-star review from you to offset the one-star reviews from people who are anti-premarital sex. If there's anything I want you to learn from this podcast, other than, um, you know, Iowa State was 0-18 in the first part of 2021 and then 12-0 in the second part, it's that there's more of us than there are of them. The overwhelming majority of us had premarital sex. And if not yet for you guys, you'll get there. Not all of you, but most of you. There's more of us than there are of them. So let's, let's, let's make sure the Apple Podcast reviews uh, reflect that. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please go do that. While you're there, what, what do they got to do to that like button, dead leg? They got to tap it or smash it. <laughs> there is, is there a difference? Show me the difference between tapping the like button and smashing the like button with your hand on your microphone. First, show me how you tap. That sounds boring. Now show me how you smash. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Okay. You can do whichever one you want. Tap it or smash it, but I think that demonstration illustrated the more effective approach. <laughs> but but do it how, however you're comfortable. You have consent with the like button. However you're comfortable. Brandon Davies would do it. He caught him, cost himself a whole chance at a Final Four just to smash a girl. Now you can smash a like button. Cost you nothing. You got no excuse. So please go do that. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday morning. Till then.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.